right, listen up. <laughs> Punks. Punks. <laughs> it's important today. Hi, everyone. Hi, David. I'm really, I mean, yes, you I'm saying hi to. Oh, okay. I want to say hi to everyone individually. Mm-hmm. Hi, Patrick. Hi, 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 Sean. Alice. You think Sean's listening? Yeah. No, he's not. Sure is. But he is now. Um, and here's what's interesting about today. It's just me and Megan. <laughs> Surprise. Hi. Well, and it's a good thing because it means that you are both co-host mm-hmm. and guest. <laughs> and because there is... 33% fewer people in the room. Yes. The show can be 33% more focused on me. <laughs> this is the real thing. And that's why we're here today. When everybody. there are too many people in the room, I feel like sometimes the focus gets taken off of me. We we forget that David's the one running the room. Well, running the room, jogging the room, mm-hmm. crab walking the room. Right. I, I locomote however I need to to get the room going. <laughs> How are you? Oh, fine. How are you? I'm um fine. I'm ready for fall. Yeah, it's coming, mm-hmm. and maybe by next week when this comes out, it will have come. Yeah, I'm 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 tired of still getting bug bites on my legs. I'm sorry, our home is leaky. Yeah, of bugs. Yeah. Oh, phone uh, call. Uh, Your phone's ringing. Uh, hold on. Go get it. How embarrassing for you. Who is it? Oh, it's a no one. It's a New Jersey. How embarrassing! Um, you were saying something about its uh, Vata season. Yeah, I mean, if if anybody looks at Ayurvedic type stuff, um, there's you're so successful. You just said so many words. Nobody's gonna know what means. Uh, Ayurveda. I think the direct translation of it is the science of life. It's sort of like a sister science to yoga and all that stuff. And I got certified in yoga earlier this year is yoga a science yeah cool Mm -hmm. yep i didn't know if there had been studies done about yoga or if it were more sort of holistic and uh well it is that but i mean oral tradition but i mean you could you could say that acting is a science too there's a science to it oh no but um uh there there there's a definite definite medical science to yoga and stuff and the same thing for ayurvedic practices um it's sort of like a it's an ancient sort of healing and understanding of one's own body and things that you can do to keep it in balance and understanding how and when it's off balance. Like the four humors. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. phlegm yep. and so bile. Instead of it being four humors, there's three doshas. And there's there's vata, there's pitta, and then there's kapha. And uh, everybody has certain amounts of all three. Uh, it's just that usually um, you have one or two that are predominant which explains your your physical body and then also your personality and your temperament. I want to talk more about my physical body. But <laughs> first, I want to properly introduce you. Hi, I'm Megan. This is Megan Greener. Hello. And she, if you haven't been listening, she's been my guest co-host on the past two episodes because Bessie's out of town. Mm-hmm. But she is also, she is, I would argue, more than that. <laughs> <laughs> she's my fiance. I am her fiance. Uh-huh. We are f- that is, fianced. That is a mutual thing. We live in the same home. We do. With our mosquitoes. Yes, our pet mosquitoes. And Megan is an actor and a yogi and a teaching artist. And Megan, mm-hmm. are you successful? Am I successful? 
You've listened to the podcast a few times. You've been on a couple of episodes a few times. So I feel like you know more than most the rigmarole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you successful? I feel comfortable saying that I am on a successful path. Ooh. Uh, because if you say, are you successful, then that means that there's there it is the means to an end and you have reached that destination. Maybe. And it doesn't in it for me, it doesn't give room for evolving. I guess the better question in that case then is are you a successful person under the sort of my personal mantra of how you do what you do is who you are. Mm-hmm. I've always thought about that as like if on this day I am doing lazy things, mm-hmm. I'm a lazy person. Like in that moment, right? It doesn't mean you are that all the time mm-hmm. because you're not always doing lazy things. Right. So are you a successful person? And it's not going by the the sort of unwritten rule or socially accepted textbook version of success. Oh, it's meaning, going by whatever your personal definition of success is. Um, for sure. You know, I really liked George's response to the word success. Well, no one listened to that episode, so no one knows what you're talking about. Well, George from the band's visit had a fantastic answer to even just hearing the word success, and he and he immediately said it's bullshit. He hated it. He hated it. He got all visceral about it. And the 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 rebel and the smart ass side of me really loves that and i could get very very comfy in that but success um i i think i am i don't think i'm done uh meaning i'm not i'm not done and there are probably certain things within myself that i have that i haven't quite either found or fully explored yet you think you you think you haven't peaked no, I don't think I've peaked. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I no, I think I've peaking. I've got a long way to go. Am I on whatever path I was meant to be put on? Uh yeah. How'd you get there? <laughs> what do you and what do you mean? Like How'd you what, get on that path? What are we talking about? The acting path? Um no, I mean the success path. If you feel like you're on the right path, which I think is a very important part of and distinction of success. Mm-hmm. Did you I mean, how do you, how, how do people find regular paths? Either you read a sign or you ask for directions mm-hmm. or you just stumble onto it. My mom and I just went camping. Right. And we asked for directions to the path and the man very confidently told us where to go. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't go that way. So we had to find our own path. Yeah. So with that analogy, how'd you go on this path? I think a lot of the things that I've ended up doing later in life, I found it by accident or yeah. like I stumbled upon it, like just acting in itself. I sort of fell into it by accident unexpectedly very late in high school. Um, and then even just trying to sort of combine that lifestyle of being an actor and a teaching artist and trying to find the, that whole work-life balance um, you know, and I had a huge life change a little over a year and a half ago, and that caused me to have to go through some dark days and figure out a, a new way of thinking about things and and experiencing things while I was still on my sort of, while I was still in the occupation of living the actor's life and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get into yoga? Was that an accident? No, I actually, well, no, yes, it was an accident. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> it was an accident. Um, I had badly injured my my hamstring 
a couple years ago, like around oh. 2013. Yeah, yeah, I did that thing where you are wearing jeans and you're like, yeah, I grew up being able to do splits without warming up. I what? could still totally do it. And oh, I went, no. I went down into a split and I heard like a pop and <gasps> I went, ah, and I flopped over to one side. Oh, no. And then I just sort of had this sharp pain from right underneath my glutes all the way down the back of my leg. And I went through a show doing that. And so when that show was done, I finally broke down and went to what ended up being a a private yoga class because the studio itself had just opened up. And this ended up being the place where I went and eventually got certified. Wait, private like it was accidentally private? Like, yeah, yeah. It was it was it like was just no one else showed was, up. You no know, one else showed up. So <laughs> so so Dan, the teacher and the owner of the studio was like, Great. So uh I guess So you're gonna get some So this is today. this is a private lesson. There's one of two ways to go with that. You either give the student really focused attention or you pretend that there are other people in the class. <laughs> yes. Right. You're like, yes. all right, everyone. Now lift your left leg. Jeffrey, I said left leg. And I and I hope Dan has done a mixture of both. Yeah. Not yeah. for you though. You got that focused attention. No, I got said, the, I got that focused attention. Hey, I like this. Yeah. This yeah. is good for me. Mm-hmm. And that and through doing that throughout that year alone, certain things that I didn't need anymore in my life and certain ways of thinking started to shed. Like I had gotten out of a previous relationship that wasn't like really doing anything and really wasn't a really nice mutual healthy thing anymore so i shed that and then about a month and a half later when i least expected it and did not want it i met this guy which guy the the guy i'm pointing to from across my microphone that's me listen i don't want to make this all about me Uh uh-huh but but i have made it about you let's make it about me (laughs) okay have I been important in your success journey? And oh. I'll cover my ears so that you can tell them what you really think, and I won't listen to this part when I edit it. You won't so. edit it, so just be nice and raw. Go ahead. Immensely. What did you say? Did you say no, not at all? I had my ears covered. I said immensely. Oh, how? Tell us about it. I mean, uh, I mean, just uh, the 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 confidence that you gave me in my work. I mean, you we met through you watching me in a show and then and then just very quickly falling into Hamlet isn't dead and stuff that that has gave been you a job yeah yeah you helpful. gave me a job so <laughs> so thanks for the job You're basically <laughs> thanks for keeping me employed it's been the long con <laughs> the longest most useless con <laughs> um don't worry i'll get you on broadway someday oh don't worry about it i will worry about it <sighs> do you want to go to broadway sure is that important to you yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's not very confident. Uh no, I think it's just it's I'm um, I have that habit of trying to state things modestly. <laughs> Do you want to go to Broadway? Yes. Why? Um I'm not saying that it's that there are some things that go up on Broadway that are like why or why is this still going up? Yeah, there are totally things on Broadway that are like, why or why is this still going up? Yes. Um, but I think uh, with that being said, there are other things that are like, yes, th- this needs to be done now. And uh, I think just being around the the specific artists that have been working for so many years that still manage to come back and tell new stories or tend to bring back stories that are like, oh, this is important so, right now. Beetlejuice. Yes, definitely. Musical definitely. Is what you're excited about. I want to be the next Michael Keaton. 
man, I want you to be the next Michael Keaton too. <laughs> I didn't know that until just now. So just now. You could do Beetlejuice. Oops, mm-hmm. I said it twice now. We got to be careful. Uh-oh. You could do... Did we say it one more time? Will Michael Keaton walk in? No. And then, and then he'll take other the 33% of the room? I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. He, he's more like an 80%. He's way more interesting than me. Um, No. Fuck Michael Keaton. There, I said it. Um, <laughs> what's that movie he's in that I really like? Night Night Watch? Night Shift? Night Shift. Night Shift. Oh, my God. Where he works in a mortuary mm-hmm. with... Who else is in Henry that? Winkler. Yeah. Is that who it is? Yeah. And Henry Winkler's the uptight one, and Michael Keaton's the the party animal. Yes. And oh he keep, he has, like, the little recorder that... Oh, yeah, he keeps <laughs> For different ideas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I love that movie. I also love Harry Winkler. Uh, the, I like... So there are some actors, and maybe Michael Keaton's one of them, uh, that just sort of have an extended universe in and of themselves. You just sort of always pretend they're the same character, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I like to pretend that Michael Keaton's always playing Bruce Wayne in whatever movie he's in. <laughs> Um, whether it was before or after he was Batman, I like to think of maybe Mr. Mom is like Bruce Wayne before his parents died. That doesn't make any sense because his parents died when he was a kid. Uh, this is stupid. This is the stupidest part. If, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you ask me a question. I did. No, you do do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll ask you another question and it is. i'm thinking about michael keaton too much (laughs) i mean he's memorable he's distracted we can sit here and think about him if you want michael get out and we'll make that the episode what do you all right another sort of portion of your success story is you do a lot of teaching yes with children's the different children's with well, I mean you've taught young children children's children's children yes starring Accurate. Michael Keaton <laughs> um you've taught high school students and I think you've always said that's sort of where your uh comfort level lies I think so because of uh I think my general temperament and the way I explain things and what gets me going um can't swear at babies no can't I swear mean, at babies you can but but don't. there's there's various repercussions for that some are funny some are not very funny yeah especially when the parents get involved (laughs) sometimes it's funny sometimes the kids say it and it's funny yeah um and i I think a big component with teaching high schoolers for me is that 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 is also the age in which i found acting and found what i wanted to do um it was then and i and i found it by accident and Mm. some of a good amount of these students are with me and some of them come in already having a talent that they've been working on for a long time or they have a certain identity already. Others are coming in because they suspect something about themselves and they don't know what that thing is yet. And just being in the room with us, they find out what it is and they're surprised by themselves. What do they find? Tell us a success story about a child finding their talent and passion. Um, I think... Well, I could think of two students immediately. Uh, I mean, there's one. Do, do you want me to use? Are we using names? No, or? make up a name. Let's call them Frambly. Okay. They're my Frambly. <laughs> because they're part of your Frambly. Yes. Um, we'll call the one Mary. And she came in already. That's be- not as fun a name as Frambly. Well, it makes things simple for me. All right. So let's make, let's make things simple for Megan. Mary. Mary. She came in and was already a kid who grew up acting and and doing a lot of singing but through 
doing developing artists, which is the the program that I teach for. If you don't know who they are, look them up. They're fantastic. Um, uh, she found out that she through through being in the room with us and through the artistic director Jill Darman being like, "You're a songwriter. Cool. You're a songwriter." And since then, she has been the core songwriter for the group and is even now working on a musical adaptation of Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, I know that student. You know that student. I was going to make a pithy joke and be like, and that student was Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I do know that student. And And there's. They are. (laughs) Amazing. There's another student who came from a, a pretty dramatic background where uh probably about a year before he came to us his house in i want to say he originally came from bushwick had burnt down in a fire and so they were displaced for a while and they were in a shelter when he first came to us and he was 11 um and he's definitely that kid who is completely lovable and charming but when you first hear him talk it's like oh are you rough around the edges you've got you got a little bit of that understandable shell on Mm. a little bit but we've had him for going on three years now. And even though he's only 14, he comes off like he's 25. I know who that is, too. Yeah. I know yeah. all these people. And he is already a phenomenal actor. Yeah. I mean, the where he's at with his abilities, I couldn't even, like, blink and dream of when I was 14. Well, not to bring... <clears throat> there we go. Not to bring things down. There you go. Which I will do by burping. <laughs> um Let's have a serious corner. Okay. Wasn't that what we were going to call this segment? Serious corner. <laughs> serious corner. Step into my serious <laughs> corner. Well, you talked about how you had a life-changing mm-hmm. tough event about a year and almost two years now. Ago. Uh, come January. Yeah. yeah. Um, and all these students that you work with, right? A lot of them have really tough times and tough lives and backgrounds. How um, do you think that's important? significant to the sort of success uh journey for someone to go through some hard times yeah what do you think the role of hard times is um well i think even if you come from like a cushion underneath your your butt um (laughs) from from the day you were born Mm -hmm. up until now you will still experience hard times you know the scope of it may be different from one person to the next but somebody the way they respond to it might be somebody else's walk in the park park. yeah Yeah, exactly Um, did you say walk in the park i did i said fart in the park i like it i don't know what i like it i hope when you guys listen you picked up both more of the fart one Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i think when you're you're trying to i guess quote unquote be successful i think that's recognizing eventually what your what your mission is or what your soul's mission is and you're and you're doing it out of love and if you put it out into the world you get it back because what you've put out was needed. And when somebody goes through hard times, that's when people need it the most. That's when you need it the most. And that's when you need the most reminders about why you're even there in the first place. Talk more about that. Yeah, that sounds familiar. This, what, oh, shoot. I'm playing with my William Shakespeare action figure and he dropped his quill. <laughs> um, this idea of your soul's what did you say? Purpose? Purpose. Uh, mission. Mission. Yeah. Is that from like, your yoga? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, if I think about it, like some people who listen to this are going to be like, oh God, she's getting like metaphysical and hip, hippy right. dippy and new if age you, and hey, shit. We're going to, we're getting metaphysical. But I, it's If me, you don't like it, turn it off. To me. No, hold on. Give him a sec. Wait, <laughs> let him, let him turn it off. Okay. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. 
you close-minded jacks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> They're gone. Uh, because I think the, when I fell into that, it it all actually sounded, and it's a weird word to use, it sounded logical to me. Hmm. Um, that that it, like what we see, what you and I see, and what we feel and touch and stuff is not all that's there. There are things that we cannot see because our eyeballs can't take it in. You like know what ghosts? I mean? Yeah, sure. Ghosts and, and vibrations and, <gasps> you know, and certain people can pick up ours only because they've practiced it. Everybody can do it. It's just a matter of practicing. Ah, uh, I want yeah. to do that. But everybody, you know, if you want to sort of think of it in this way, everybody is here for a purpose because everybody has a soul and that soul wants to do something or or a set of things. Um, and how sex- successful you are is <laughs> um, how much you listen to it. Some people mm. are a little stifled and a little stuck and think of like i don't know what you're talking about i don't know like how to it, it's that it's the same thing as following your gut how can you tell this this i mean all right seriously turn it off though because this is good we're this is getting all into the philosophical now this is uh, mm-hmm. this is what i'm interested in and it's my fucking podcast so <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about what i want to talk about um th- this sort of harkens back to um like, how do you know when you're listening to your soul's purpose, right? In the same way that, like, um, people talk about, like, God or the universe or whatever won't give you more than you can handle, mm-hmm. right? So at what point is a conflict something that you are supposed to push through, Mm-hmm. And at what point is it something that the universe is telling you? You're like this isn't nah, for you. That's not for you. Have you ever come across that? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I've, I've um. What? Well, not necessarily. Yes. Because the things that I've had to push through that that ended up being exactly what I needed were the things that that scared me the most. People say that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the things that ended up not being like what was what I were. Sorry. Let me try to get my words straight. Let's all breathe. <sighs> the things that were not good for me that I was encountering, um, I would feel like a heavy pit in my stomach. Mm. And I and there there was like an actual clenching and pushing through it. Um, to like the point to the poop. point where I w- yeah sort of yeah huh. like a like I'm pushing through a bad poop mm. um but you know and I've had instances like that where it it felt like I was making myself ill over it um but I found that the things that I really needed to do were the things that at first scared the shit out of me and that's and yet when I was doing it and I came to the other side of it it was just you just gotta be warmth. smart about it right yeah jumping off a building mm-hmm. scary yep not smart <laughs> right so there's definitely a line uh-huh. just because it scares you mm-hmm. lions are scary mm-hmm. doesn't mean you need to go kiss a lion mm-hmm. so you gotta be smart and receptive yeah that's the think the word that i mean mm-hmm. right because you could also just be like nope that's hard i'm not gonna do it right and i think my problem, one of my big problems is that's my MO. If something's tough, I'm just like, nope. Which is so interesting because you you are sort of like a one-man 
network. You have so many things lined up that you're doing all at the same time. And half the things that you're doing are things that I say like, oh my God, if I tried doing half of that, I'd make myself crazy. But they're not hard. They just take time. But Mm -hmm. time is literally all I have. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, You're the busiest person I know. I don't have any money (laughs) and I don't have any fame. So all I've got is fucking fame. Time. I want some fame. Mm-hmm. Can you get me some fame, please? I think you're you're making it right now. I'm more. I'm fucking working on it. I want to be famous, like that girl in that vine. I don't, and I don't care how it sounds or how it comes off. It's what I want. And what do you want? This wanna episode be- is dedicated to the haters, apparently. <laughs> well, because like. <laughs> Because like, um, what am I thinking about? Like, if someone is in your life mm-hmm. and they're like, I want to be a deep sea diver. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ugh. No, that's a bad example. If you're like, ugh, I'm scared of octopuses. Mm-hmm. Octopi. Octopi. Obviously, being a deep sea diver is not for you. But that's not a good example because the good example that I need is someone disagrees with a thing Ooh, maybe it's sex working mm-hmm. if someone what if someone came to you what if a good friend came to you and said like hey you said hey jeffrica where have you been for a while <laughs> uh and she said oh i've been prostituting myself mm-hmm. i love it i love being a prostitute mm-hmm. um i think a lot of people would look down on that mm-hmm. and think that is not a good way to live your life but if it's generally what that person wants, then so be it. I mean, I suppose if this sex worker or whatever, Jeffrica, w- Jeffrica was in a situation where she was safe, yeah, and that she was She's the one independent, she was She's... the one running the show. Mm-hmm. 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 It's not like the way you think about it in like a movie, like a seventies movie, right? She's an independent contractor. She fills out a ten ninety nine, and she does butt stuff okay then so be it if she's safe and the other person's safe then okay and i don't think sex is a dirty word and i don't think fame is a dirty word i want people to i want to walk on the subway and someone know who i am and go hey that's david andrew laws and i am not ashamed of it Mm -hmm. also i'm a prostitute (laughs) (laughs) i didn't want you to find out this way great do you here's a question Mm -hmm. do you have any haters do i have haters i don't think you do i might i don't know you don't know i don't know i mean you don't know you don't have any i mean well uh, (laughs) 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 if, if i do they haven't made themselves clear to me so and i will say to them thank you for that because i find that to be very stressful (laughs) <laughs> oh, that they haven't made themselves known. I thought you were thanking them for the hate because I would say thank you for the hate. No, because no, that is just another form of attention that you are giving me. I and mean, that is what I want. No, no, no. I mean, thank you for at least being cool and collected enough to like not make it immediately obvious you have that you hate me. Best haters. Your haters are so cool. <laughs> they're like so laid back they're, about uh, it. They're like, I fucking can't stand her, but I don't want to, you know, let her know or anything. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> the laziest haters. Um, let's get back on track. Mm-hmm. What's your advice for people to be successful? And I guess, again, this is sort of a culmination. Culmination? Culmination? Cul- culmination. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to edit that part out. Uh, <laughs> you've been on a couple of episodes and heard a couple of episodes, like sort of taking in everybody's advice mm-hmm. and your own advice. Or I guess not anybody else's advice if you don't agree with it, but any sort of other advice that you've asked most through the show. Like, mm-hmm. what's your advice for people to be more successful? More successful. Um, listen to your, I mean, everybody knows what it is to listen to their gut. Um, sometimes it's literally very, very loud. So listen to that thing um, because it knows what it's talking about. So when you listen to your gut, you end up doing the thing that you were placed on this earth to do. When you do it, do it with love, not just for yourself but for who you're giving it to. Mm. You got to let them in. And and this is this is probably my biggest mission because I forget this sometimes because the things that I do require a lot of work is to enjoy it. Yeah. It is the enjoyment of what you're doing. So enjoy the miracles, enjoy the obstacles and enjoy the moments in between. Maybe that's the real thing. Maybe it's not if things are hard I don't like them. It's if I don't like them I don't like them. Right. That doesn't make any sense. But but like I all like you know I kind of like having a full plate. I kind of like being stressed out. You do like that. I thrive on it. You do motivates me. But you've also gotten really good at recognizing what your limit is for what's just a full plate, and then what is not good for you. You've gotten better at that. Yes. Have I? Yes. Good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you say it, and that's and for you that's big. Oh, to say my plates like this is too much. This is too much for me. Yeah. And that's that's big for you, for you to say that. Yeah. Downtime's um, important. Yeah. Gotta schedule it. Yeah. I played a bunch of Spider-Man this week. You did. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know this is coming out on the week after I've been doing that, but Spider-Man came out for the PS4. I think I've played a cumulative... Cumulative? Why can't I talk? <laughs> um, I think I've played like... what do you? How much do you think I've played? I bet I can look. But I mean, I think it, are we talking about like, number of hours? Oh, number of hours over the past, because I got it Friday. I played it Friday morning. I played it uh, Saturday pretty much all day. And then I played it. Uh, so what, like oh at least? Oh my God, I played it for five days or four days. I probably played like 40 hours. 40 hours. I was going to say about maybe if you add up all the hours, maybe at least two days worth, two oh and a half God, days. Oh my God, that's a part-time job. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. 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 Not me. <laughs> Not the amazing Spider Man. You've outed yourself. Oh no. <laughs> I'm the real Spider Man. <laughs> oh no, my secret's out. I want to spoil the game, but I won't. It's a really good game. Um, okay. Uh <laughs> what? Did you want me to ask you a question? Sure. Uh, Do you have a question? No. Then no. Okay. I think you're really cool, Megan. Oh, yeah? I, I think you're... I think you're supposed to say that. Sh- shut up. <laughs> I think you are one of the most talented actors I have ever met. I think Genuinely. you're supposed to say no, that. No, no, no. Shut up and let me compliment you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are one of the most talented actors I've ever met, and I want to know how you do it. How all right, seriously though, this is the time. We talk uh-huh. about this and people have talked to you about it and I've talked to you about it. This is the time. This is your tell all moment. You discovered acting very late, mm-hmm. late high school, yeah. decided to go to college for it. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, were very sort of intriguing to people in college. You know what? I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell your backstory. Go ahead, tell them. Megan Greena was born in uh Jefferson, Patterson. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the son of a poor blacksmith. She grew to no you. So you discovered acting late in high school, and you mm-hmm. went to college at Montclair for yes. a BA for a BA in theater studies. And people were like, but then you started acting, and people were sort of simultaneously like, "Wow, she's good," and like, "Wait, why is this person who's a BA good? She's very intriguing in this way." Yeah, and for some people who may not understand like what that is, there were the, at Montclair, and there's a lot of stu- schools that operate this way. There, I was what they called a, a theater studies major, so I didn't have a specific concentration. I was getting bits of everything mm-hmm. with with some acting classes, just not as many. As Which the, maybe it's that maybe as it's the that BFA actors. Maybe yeah. you're more well-rounded. Maybe that's what does it. But you went through school, and then you, by all accounts, it was really Maggie Flanagan's studio yes. time mm-hmm. that brought you from like good and interesting to great and award nominee. She she whipped my booty around, and is that what you attribute to it? Well, I mean, she. Do you think it's that training specifically? Do you think it's a combination of things? Do yeah, you think it's I just you I, naturally. I mean, like most of what I think I do well now, I, I absolutely accredit to her and the studio. So, if people go to Maggie Flanagan's studio, they will come out a better actor. Uh, usually, yeah. Whoa, mm-hmm. that's high praise. Yeah, I mean, but it, again, it's 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 very intense Meisner training and it's not just like oh but I've done that I did like a month of repetition it's the you're wearing a blue shirt no if you've done (laughs) repetition you've done the exercise at the door you've done the character point of view if you've done you know you're in old school Meisner setting if eventually in your second year you're not only applying the stuff to scene work and nursery rhymes and spoon rivers when you hear that stuff that is actually the calling card of Meisner work it is not the repetition stuff what is it about Meisner work that makes you so f- amazing. I mean, it's forcing me to get out of myself. Mm. It's 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 um it's 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 stopping me from watching myself because when I do that, I become a tense little meatball of a human being. When I put my attention on somebody else and on what they're saying, and not just what they're saying, but how they're saying it, it changes me. I can relate to that. I've always said the best acting actings that I did. I came off stage and didn't remember anything. And that's that's when you know you were fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you can remember every single moment that means that you were just not in the I've place noticed you that have been. recently. I had a couple of auditions a couple of months ago and even the ones where I was like if I'm thinking at all while I'm doing it, if I'm in there going, oh, I'm doing such a good job at this, mm-hmm. or like, oh, that was a good decision that I made, mm-hmm. I inevitably come out and it's been the worst thing I've ever done. Sure, and I and I still do that to this day. Mm-hmm. You still I still I still have days when I do that where I'm thinking a lot more I'm well, like don't. Oh, I know, I know. You gotta bring it back to them. Bring, bring it back it. bring it back to them or it or what you're doing, you know? Objective. Yes. Objective actions. actions. Do if it's not a Tactics. person if it's not a person, do the activity in front of you. Do that thing. Really do. There was a guy in college who made a sandwich once in class and it was the most captivating thing I had seen yep. for a while. Yep. I believe it. Oh, so cool. <laughs> All right. Um what has been your greatest success this week? This week? Yeah. I guess launching my site. Because I am not a computer person. And I needed a lot of help from yeah. both you and my good friend Anthony Gusevich. Um And you got it. You and I got a lot it. of help. And and we're like web design and computer stuff, all that doesn't come easy to me because it, it easily 
makes me angry because I'm not good at it and I don't really care about it. You and I had this conversation about this. Yeah, we did. Um, but the thing that I also dread about web design, which I've noticed before, is that once I start to figure out how to do it, then I get addicted to it and I find I constantly find things that need to be fixed. See, it's fun. Sort of. Oh, you do kind of like it. Sort of. And then I don't know how to come out of it and walk away from it. Oh. So it's a whole thing. So me having launched the site, still not having it maybe exactly the way I want or having it be a perfect finished product, but it's still being up and, and functional for people to use and peruse. That's big for me. Well, it looks great. Thanks. You look great. <laughs> Thanks for being my guest today. Thanks for talking at me. And my co-host. <laughs> there were several times. There were several. There were several times in this podcast where I would have like thrown it over to a third person and been like, "What do you think about yoga?" But I didn't have that person today, mm-hmm. so I think I did a very good job. Well, I I should state that I'm not like, yeah. you know, in case anybody thinks I'm some pretentious hippy dippy person. Uh huh. Because that's potential. Um, I I'm still very much a beginner at the at this whole more i guess holistic way of looking at things so i'm not i'm not like a healer because those people are out there there are actual healers and longtime yogis that have the discipline to get up and meditate every day i'm i'm still very much working on all that you're doing the artist way yeah again well you're doing the morning pages doing the morning pages and i had fallen off of them pretty much this whole summer right three pages in a journal and affirmations after that to get the bullshit out Mm -hmm. and then you have your coffee Mm-hmm. I'm usually there is why I know all of this. <laughs> and uh, I'm very proud of you. Thank you, baby. And I love you very much. I love you too. Um, I'm going to, so we're going to sign off. Okay. I'm going to say Beetlejuice one more time. Oh, no. He's oh, oh, no. Oh, hey, I'm oh, Michael oh, no. Keaton. What are we gonna Great. Do? Now we can have the real episode. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, he's spinning his head around. It's all gross. And, <laughs> ew, he's all full of bugs. <laughs> like a, like a boogie.